What's up, geeks and everyone else? Welcome to Geek Mythology, a podcast brought to you by my brought to you by my good friend Sal <laughs> and Seth here, also known as Sugi on YouTube. So it's been a very long time since I actually last uploaded. Well, there's been a big gap between episodes because of some technical problems that I've been had been having over the past um, couple past couple months. Yeah, it's October months. already. It's yeah. already October. I'm like, whoa, where where is good. the the time gone? It's just like flashed past in in. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I basically had some technical problems with my computer, which means I couldn't actually get up, edit, and get out those episodes. But so yeah, the last the last episode that was posted was actually recorded before September, but had, came out a bit late. Yeah, like that episode is like a month delayed, and like yeah. lots of the stuff we talked about was so old, like old news. At that point, yeah, um, yeah. By the time it came out, yeah, but like. We've got um, a new setup, and hopefully we can be a bit more consistent with with content. Okay. We've so, got some time to record, yeah. so yeah. Um, but a good thing about this like long gap between episodes is that we've like watched lots of stuff, so we've got plenty yeah. of new stuff to talk about in the podcast. Yeah, we do, we do. So, have you been doing anything re- like interesting? Since the last time we were recording, uh, my friends, you are forgetting something. Yes, the, the joke. The, the joke, right? Uh, yeah, we we need to do the joke before we do anything else. So, here's the joke. Why do bees have sticky hair? Because they're honey. Well, because they use honeycombs. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's something in my throat. Just yeah. is it? Is it some honey? Is there I like don't think honey so. stuck in I your don't throat? think so. I haven't had honey in years. Have you not? Wow. Yeah, no. Wow. So back to what I was trying to mention. Have you been like yes. watching anything? Uh, well, I guess I guess since summer, particularly since like the start of school, I suppose I watch anime. You know this. People mm-hmm. know this. Yeah. And. I do have a quite a reasonable list of anime that I've started but never finished. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm doing right now, before I really watch new shows, I'm trying to finish the old shows that I've started. Okay, you know? yeah. That's something I've been doing. Oh, yeah, and do you have any anime in particular that you want to mention? I mean, there's one I watched. The, uh, the last one I finished was called uh, My Roommate is a Cat. It's just this really wholesome sort of thing about this writer who's really introverted, but he kind of becomes okay. a bit more social because of his cat. Okay. His cat sort of helps him come out of its shell. And the interesting thing about that show is the first half of the episode normally is from the human's perspective, while the second half is from the cat's perspective. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's the, one thing. The cat's perspective. Yeah. Wow. So basically, essentially, I'm trying to finish all the anime that i've started you know get them out of the way you know have actually watched them instead of half watched them yeah yeah and and uh, yeah yeah okay uh, you you go you go i'll go because... uh, anything you're gonna talk about is probably shared with me at this point so yeah i've been watching quite a few things recently uh over the past couple months the main one is gravity falls um that took up like Lots of my time. I mean, it 
took maybe like two weeks for me to actually watch all two seasons. <laughs> and there's me having two almost three watched weeks. the first season in three days. Thing is, I was watching it during the school term. Yeah, and like, yeah, I probably yeah. only did like one episode a day. Yeah, fair enough. So that it, yeah, that took up most of my time in terms of how long it took to watch the show. But more recently, I've been watching Kipo, the Age of One, the, the final season, the final season of Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, which was pretty cool. And I saw that over a few days. And I've been watching yeah. this show called Ted Lasso, which is quite funny how I like found out about this show. So I was actually like doing the dishes right. I was listening to the to um a different podcast, <laughs> and um one we mentioned quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, uh, popcorn culture. So I was listening to that, and they were talking about this this show about Ted Lasso, and you could probably check out their channel and their podcast. But this show is essentially about this American football coach who like comes to the UK to to teach, um football like british soccer not british soccer, oh. like foot like soccer right football like yeah yeah he comes to teach football and he he knows nothing about football because he he, he does american football which is a different game so he comes over here and he coaches a premier league football team like the top league <laughs> and it's oh. it's it's funny and yeah like I I really enjoyed that show, and it's a bit different to the sort of stuff I normally watch because it's more of like this real set in the real world. It's not like fantasy or anything. So you know, it's yeah. an interesting change for a bit. But I really um, enjoyed the show. So yeah, I would like to mention one thing mm -hmm. uh, since we we mentioned podcasts, right? There's this one podcast I found by complete chance on TikTok on my for you page. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go onto my for you page once, but recently it's been defaulting to my for you page instead of my following page. Yeah. So on that I was scrolling through, there's something that just came along. It's a podcast called Blonde Radio. Okay. I started listening to it today. You see, mm -hmm. and I I've listened to like the first episode and a bit of the second one, and the concept is the guy just interviews strangers. Ah, it's like on people the he's never met. Yeah, on the podcast. That's, That's the podcast. He just talks to people. Yeah, yeah. He talks to like strangers from all over the world. Uh, I just joined their Discord, you know, because I was like, hey, they have a Discord. What am I? I'm a Discord person. Are you going to like Literally. join their podcast? I, <laughs> no, because the whole thing is you have to, you have to DM them on uh, TikTok right. and stuff. So okay. I probably won't do it. But it's interesting because one of the people he's talked to, I've been like, I can somewhat relate to some things that some of them have talked to. And it's just interesting to talk to them. Mm -hmm. for him yeah. listening to them talk oh yeah okay yeah yeah uh, i haven't talked to anyone in the discord yet but it's a really interesting concept because every episode it's just him interviewing people he's basically never talked to i think mm. and it's That's... just completely strangers i mean i can't i can never do that because i am like yeah. anti-social like uh, i would say anti-social but... yeah like the, the whole thing he's saying uh, like his intro and stuff is how like the way you get to know people is by talking to them and yeah. he is just talking to people that's all it is to say like, yeah it's different that's for sure but it's also interesting and i've liked it so far i've i've listened to the first episode also it's not very long the episodes are around like from what i've seen is 30 to 45 minutes yeah so it's much Quite easier sure. to listen to than mm. another podcast called trash taste which is for by these anime youtubers where every episode is around two hours thing is like with, yeah. with two hour long episodes like that's a long time i sometimes find one hour episodes quite long 
Yeah. Right. But the thing is, for me, the the times I listen to podcasts is either when I'm traveling, when I'm outside, yeah. or actually when I'm having a shower. Instead of music, I decide to listen to podcasts. Mm, interesting. Cool. And I do. So I thought I I might as well mention that since we're yeah. on the topic of things we've been finding recently. But and back to the main thing. Back we to the main to topic. Um, I wrote down on the notes that we were going to talk about Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts, yeah. and this is like this. Uh, animated series on Netflix. There are three yeah. seasons, and it's about. Once, may I yeah. just mention one thing? Sure, sure. Once again, made by DreamWorks because they they're, okay. they're the absolute bomb on Netflix. They mm-hmm. are amazing with what they release. Yep, and this show is about this like post-apocalypse sort of world where yeah. animals have like mutated into these sentient, intelligent like species, yeah, yeah, basically, and they they you know sort of. The world is kind of in ruin, and like, yeah, other basically. humans are like in bunkers and hiding oh, underground. Underground, because they obviously they just you know yeah. animals, mutant beasts. But in terms yeah. of how we got into the show, it's kind of I just told you about it by chance. I uh, I came across it. Yeah. Uh, did did I you did you come across it because I told you? No, I think I was looking for shows. Uh, I think for me, just... what happened. Yeah. One of the I highest think what happened to me is one, ones, yeah, yeah. As season two was coming out on the website that I've told you about now, mm-hmm. and you actually used regularly, I saw it coming out, and I kind of clicked on it. And I said, "Huh, that's interesting." And I've got Netflix now; I'll go yeah. check it out. And I did watch it. I think you might have finished it before me. I'm not sure, but yeah, we I both kind of yeah. just came across it. I guess you were kind of actively looking for shows. I was actively looking Avatar. shows because, like, I saw Avatar, I saw Dragon yeah. Prince, and I was like. Hmm, I'm really yeah. getting into shows. Are there any good ones? So, yeah. Yeah, well, I, as always, came across it by chance, because that's mm. how I do things. Yeah, and... I, I yeah. come across shows by chance, and I come to love them. That's mm-hmm. how I live. So, yeah, with Kipo, it's yeah. about um, animals which are, which have become intelligent uh, due to some, like, mutation. And you call these, like, animals mutes. These intelligent yes. animals mutes. And, like... As I said, it was like say this post-apocalyptic world, and like the the story of the first two seasons was like humans coming back to the surface and having to deal with these mutes and like and having to bring peace and order into this uh, war-torn world basically because we had all these different types of mutes and different groups basically fighting each other and some of the mutes weren't even intelligent they were just a bit more powerful and a bit more dangerous. So this whole like arc between season one and two was all about bringing in peace and order and unifying um, at least the mutes. Um, and it did end on a pretty, pretty scary note with the main villain uh, for season three, uh, Dr. Amelia. She was like being set up uh, at the end of season two as the next big bad for the future, sh- for the future seasons of the show. And I'm going to be going into spoilers here, so if you do care about season three of Kipo, um, just beware that there will be spoilers. So there are chapters down below, you can skip ahead to a non-Kipo topic that we talk about later on. Um, but yeah, so we have this this new villain for season three, Dr. Amelia, who is set on ending this age of the age of mutes. And she is like working for her whole life to develop a cure to reverse this mutation and bring humans back on top and by like trying to cure this 
this mutation and make the animal make the mutes go back to their animal form um that's basically her big motive and the good guys the characters are trying to stop this because it's kind of cruel to like take away these anim these mutes sentience in a way did you have anything to add to that honestly no i was just gonna talk about dr amelia herself a little bit to be honest uh, do you want to do you want to talk about dr amelia uh, if I could, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is that she had a flashback uh, yeah. near the end of the show, or like she had a backstory. Mm -hmm. And when I started, I was like, okay, there's this character who's sort of putting this in her mind, right? Yeah. Sort of instilling this idea in her head. And I was like, huh, maybe we'll feel sorry for her. But then we find out she kills her own brother for what she wants. Yeah, that was so savage. basically, the show doesn't want you to like her. Yeah. The show wants you to, because like, yeah, no, it's kind of like Ozai, right? Ozai had no no reason to do what he did in Black, uh, Avatar. Yeah. And Amelia had a reason because it was an idea she had since she was a child. But you don't like her for the length she would go to do it. Mm. She's basically put out as this absolute villain who you can't yeah. really like. And what's interesting is they didn't even, like, they didn't try to give her a, an, a, a redemption arc. They did this, uh, like, opposite redemption arc, like, sort of thing. Where they gave her the yeah. like option to make the right choices, but she went for the wrong choices all the time. Yeah. To the point the where edge. like when Kipo was gonna give her a second chance and she was like, No <laughs> goes to try and kill Kipo. Yeah. Basically, and, like the, yeah. the thing at the end, what happens to her is kind of I don't know if poetics the right word, you know, how people kinda of call it that. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that yeah. she basically got trapped in her old home, in her old lab with a mute that would just play with their mind until oh. she used all bones, right? No, it's so ironic kinda because she, was, ironic. Yeah, it, she dedicated is. her whole life to ending the mutes, yeah. and she did that in that lab, and then she dies to a mute <laughs> in that lab. The thing is, that mute is probably the only one who you'd want to cure, to be honest, if you could. That, that mute that, that killed Dr. Amelia is, like, crazy um, in, a, in a bad way. Yeah very no because yeah, because that's the only mute where you're like her yeah no let's stay away from that thing is because even the mega mutes you can sort of quote unquote tame them if you become friends with them and the mega mutes are cool so like this but, cure um... right it, when you give it to like this fox mute it turns it back into a normal fox if you give it to like yeah. um i don't know a frog mute it turns it back into a frog but this you give weird... it to a, you give it to a monkey human mute it turns back into a human Okay, but this Except mute people. thing that killed Dr. Amelia was like this, like, um, Cheetos sort of monster. It, it was fungus. Fungus, it right? It was a okay. fungus. So if you give give the cure to that thing, would it turn into a fungus? Like, I guess. I, I'd assume what would happen is it already looks like a big fungus, right? I assume it would just lose its intelligence. Yeah. And it would just, yeah, I get, yeah, I, I, I see that. Thing is, I was. It just looks like a a big mush of like what's its and Cheetos and like other orange yeah. sort of crisps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, and he yeah. is absolutely. He's the one actually creepy thing in the show. Like his episode is what you'd call the one horror episode you have in a show. Yes. Like, every show has this. Every show has this episode, horror, which is a horror like, episode. Like the um. And that Matt, that would uh, horror episode. Yeah, I mean, my I still think that the scariest episode I've seen is the blood bending in Avatar. 
I can say a lot of shows have this one episode which is meant to be scary like Pokemon pretty much almost every season had the scary episode Avatar had the blood bending episode right yeah like, shows shows for some reason just decide hmm we need a scary episode do you think so, they like air these episodes during Halloween I don't know I don't know cause like well, um what is it um there's this episode of Gravity Falls which is like very Halloween dedicated, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it would have been aired during Halloween. Yeah. The thing for me is, I was like, as soon I watched that literally like an hour ago, right? And I yeah. was like, "What the Halloween? Here episode. we go. It's the POV episode. It's the point of view episode." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Here we go." Uh, we could talk about Halloween uh, later on in the podcast, seeing as it's quite relevant. Like it's next week as as of recording. So yeah. we'll talk about uh, that at some point, but I do want to so, mention... What else do we talk about, Kipo? Uh, the, I want to go off, mention? talk more about the cure and like the yeah, idea okay. of medicine and vaccines and stuff in pop culture in general. So okay. we've established that in Kipo, they've got this cure to reverse the mutation of these mutes. Um, I'd say yeah. I'd say one of the best things about the cure that they added, which makes scientific sense, is the fact that it didn't work on Kipo herself because mm -hmm. it's her DNA that was used to make the cure. So she herself would be immune because yeah. it's her DNA. Yeah. Which is a really cool touch, to be honest. It, mm -hmm. it kind of it, it, that, that's what made Amelia panic and go to do what she did, and that's great. In my opinion. When you realize that the cure doesn't actually work. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's because yeah. it's, it's 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 like you mentioned vaccines. That's how vaccines work. It's kind of like about blood vaccines. types, I guess. Like some people yeah. just uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna like the the one biology question we have to memorize was like, what are vaccines? <laughs> Basically, you're injected with a weaker version of a virus. So when you actually get that virus, your body already knows how to fight it off, and yeah. that's why it yeah. kind of helped you. And that's uh, what happened with Kipo mm -hmm. with her own DNA. Mm -hmm. What um, other sort of pop culture you want like, to look at? So there's like, um, in terms of the mutation sort of thing, which happens in Kipo, which turns all these um, animals into intelligent species, it's kind of similar, I guess, to Jurassic Park, where they uh, bring back the dinosaurs from like fossilized DNA, um, um, and yeah. then they, they make a theme park out of it. <laughs> and you know, and stuff like, happens. Yeah, this is a great idea. Let's just bring back the dinosaurs, put them in a zoo, I'll, I'll and then... Honest, I've genuinely never seen the Jurassic Park films. Not even Jurassic World? No, oh, not really. you're missing out. I, I, I missing know the out. whole thing about the fact that, you know, they just kind of rampage a little. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they, you know... I mean, I guess it's a, a cool idea to bring back the dinosaurs, but, like, as long Are as you, you keep them do... locked up... <laughs> as long as you keep them locked up... Just to be fair, don't do it. Sir, I don't think the park was open to the general public yet, so mm. yeah, they hadn't finished their safety checks. Maybe, maybe like build a secure facility to keep the dinosaurs in before yeah. you bring the dinosaurs back. You know, um, yeah. what else is there? There's like the you mentioned you mentioned um, are you talking about general pop culture right there's the yeah inter yeah you, you met yeah, oh yeah, yeah there's the genetic stuff in spider-man yeah there's the gene genetic stuff in spider-man to do with dr kurt connors and i'm gonna it's not let the you, only one 
I'm gonna let you talk so about it because you're the yeah. Marvel guy here. I haven't seen the exact films that Seth has put in the notes, being the Amazing Spider-Man films with Andrew Garfield, the 2012 ones. I haven't seen them, but I've seen a, a pretty much every other Spider-Man thing there is. And you but know about the comics, it, right? No, not. You not don't know really, about okay, okay. But I, from what I've seen, basically, a few Spider-Man villains are basically mutated from animal dna kind of like how uh in kipo uh, spoilers obviously we've said this before amelia injects herself with mutant dna to become a mute herself to fight off kipo mm-hmm. who's also a mute bloody bloody blah, blah, blah but basically kurt connors the reason he decides to inject himself with lizard dna because he is the villain called the lizard is the fact that he doesn't have an arm he has one arm the other arm's mm-hmm. gone yeah. somewhere I don't d- different different adaptations take that differently, right? Yeah. But basically, he uses that DNA to get a lizard arm, but that eventually evolves into a whole problem where his his human race is body. fighting with an alter yeah. ego being the lizard. Yeah. If, I think it pretty much first starts off. He's like, "Oh, guys, I found a way to give myself an arm. It's a lizard hand." But then the lizard starts taking over his mind, and it's that's the sort of thing like. Kurt Connors doesn't want to be the lizard, but the lizard is an alter ego, essentially. Mm, yeah. And what's interesting is, like, I'm assuming Dr. Kurt Connors is this really smart guy, right? Yes. Who managed he's, to... he's like a professor. Yeah. I think and... in some adaptations, he's uh, Peter's teacher and such. Yeah, like, Peter is, like, his apprentice, or, like, intern, I guess, yeah. uh, working for his science company and, you know, doing stuff. Like, even in college sometimes. He's like an apprentice, well. yeah. So that was Peter Parker, that's what he was doing. But what's interesting is, like, if you're going to be this really smart doctor, couldn't you, like, I don't know, make yourself a robotic arm or go for something <laughs> more well, safe? I, I think the thing is, I think Kurt Connor's speciality was like biogenetics. Genetics. Yeah. yeah. And that's the sort of whole thing. Like, another, another uh, villain in the Spider-Man universe who is mutated with animal DNA is the Rhino, and he's well... I don't know this guy, is he? But basically, he's yeah. also gone through the same thing. I think he was more like, he was forced to become the rhino, so he has genetic mm. DNA. And that. It's sort of the same thing that happens with uh, Connors. When he's the rhino, he kind of loses his intelligence. But yeah. then in different adaptations, obviously make it differently. Sometimes the rhino is voluntarily the rhino, sometimes he's not. But it's sort of, in, Sp- in Spider-Man, that's sort of how some villains are. It's just like animal genetic DNA. Yeah, Even the goblin yeah, yeah. as well. The goblin, the go- the main villain of Spider-Man, the goblin, is also made due to like genetic modifications. So there's lots wow. of like examples examples of like genetics in pop culture. Um, yeah, that's it's pretty cool actually. How they're yeah. it is it, it's basically science fiction. When you think about science fiction, you normally think about like space and rockets and like I'd say the engineering but this is still side. Scientific fiction. But like. It's very, you know, curious to see, like, the biology coming into science fiction, um, is, which is, is cool. Um, and another, like, little thing that I want to talk about are the vaccines and mainly the cure from Kipo. So this, the Dr. Amelia, like, made this cure, like, with her test tubes and whatnot. But then she managed to mass produce enough of this cure within, exactly. like, a couple of days, right? And if you look look to the real world, it, it's taken like, it's been like, I don't know, six or seven months since the coronavirus um, like came. And we still haven't like gotten a vaccine, but Dr. Amelia here, without a functioning lab, remember uh, this no, is like... No, no, no. Yeah. no Seth, I have a thing to point out, right? Yeah, sure, sure. 
before having Kipo's DNA, she was trying to figure out what X is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she'd already gotten all the other previous formulas ready over the six months that I'd been in the show. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's got all the, the maths but still, and all that. But still, you have a good point. Like, you have to ask yourself, of course, with science, you the, the whole thing with some sciences is, right, you take a minimal resource and turn it into a lot, sort of, yeah. essentially, right? Yeah. So yeah. maybe she... Maybe she didn't need a lot of Kipo's DNA for each individual bit of cure. And that's how she was able to produce so much. Because she'd already produced everything before that. And all she needed was to add Kipo's just, just DNA. Just add Kipo's DNA. That makes sense. Yeah. But, like, as we saw in the show, she had, like, this makeshift laboratory, which got destroyed, yeah, like, halfway through. Did. Yeah, and that's a good point. she managed to, like, make so much of this cure to... Uh, cure maybe a few hundred or thousands yeah. thousands of them uh, with that i, I like... guess really when you think about it seth that's yeah. just sort of something they don't expect people to think about and yeah, i think yeah. i'm the one who mentioned it to you first yeah. or you maybe thought about it before as well i think you mentioned but, yeah, it to me it, it, it seems strange that like she got a tuft of hippo's fur when mm-hmm. she's in a jaguar form she used that to make slow I, I guess also you don't need much of the cure to cure someone because you saw that yeah. little bit of cure cured song as well, so yeah. oh, depends. Yeah. You don't because all we see is a big, a pink thing, but then the thing is that whole thing looks like it's filled with cure, and it's yeah. not like just some. Yeah, I I get your point. It is a bit strange, but, also, but I like, don't think she might have enough cure. She might yeah. she might have enough cure to like cure all the main characters and all the supporting characters, but like without the whole world. <laughs> You probably need like a yeah. factory or something to um make enough of this cure. So you know what I thought, but like, like yeah, it's a kids show, right? So they have a cure, right? Mm-hmm. If she just killed them, <laughs> just kill all of them. But I I guess the the point is you're restoring natural. Oh order, no, no thing is the they don't have weapons. Like you see them using crossbows, they don't have guns anymore. I don't know what happened to all the guns. I guess it's a kids show, so they can't actually have guns, right? Or, then, then, or, like, you... or actually, like, proper weapons. Yeah. I was going to say, you know uh, you know of Dr. Stone, right? Yes, I know of Dr. Stone, which yeah. is an anime, but yeah. I've not seen it. <laughs> it's basically of, like, science. It's the world. It's 3,000 years after everybody's been turned to stone, bloody, bloody, blah. You can search it up. Basically, he's a 15-year-old kid who's done so much more science in two years Wait, than whatever Amelia's done. Dr. Stone is 15. Well, at the start of the show, he is right. 15. I always assumed he was like I don't know, at least thirty years old. <laughs> no, no. But the point is, he's a high schooler. Right. That's the whole point. It's an he's, anime. A, he's a really right. smart high schooler. Yeah. And obviously, at this point, there's been a few years since the start of the manga or the mm-hmm. show. Well, it's like, I, I guess it's a special case because he basically studied science vigorously since the age of like five. But like, still, like, I mean. I guess if Amelia wasn't so tunnel visioned on a cure, she might have produced guns a while ago. Like, yeah, she yeah. could have at least I, some basic yeah. guns. Also, I think I re- understand why it took so long because this is like generations worth of um, research years. to like develop this cure, and it does make sense actually. When you're in like a bunker, you don't have any like. There's no Google. There's no Zoom. 
you can't like collaborate with other humans. Yeah, I also I also don't know the rules of that of that burrow going to the well up top, which Amelia eventually did, and of course Song and Leo did as well. But I don't know how many of the scientists assume... actually thought about going to the surface world. I assume they didn't go up to the surface, yeah. and they stayed in their bunker because, like, safety. And, like, if you expose your location to, like, an evil mute, yeah. you're kind of yeah, screwing feel, everyone. I feel so bad for Liam in the show, just gonna say. That's that's the whole thing that makes Leo. you hate her as a character. No, Liam. Yeah. Uh, his, her brother. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's what really makes you hate. What Not I mentioned her. earlier, she basically yeah. kills her own brother get what she wants because her brother was somebody who was getting along with the mutes yeah 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 it was just she, it was she just, had like yeah. an i guess an ego she didn't want to be proven wrong because she spent her whole life um like developing this cure and then her brother goes along and is like hey why don't we just make friends with the mutes and she's like no yeah. i spent my whole life developing this cure we are not going to throw that all away yeah. just to make friends. I, you know? I guess that's the whole thing about Keeper. The cure is just an interesting thing. And when you're like us and you're like slightly sciencey, you just kind of pick out some Ye- stuff. Thing is, we're like, we may be geeks in um in the pop culture sense, but we're also kind of geeks in the in the science sense, I guess. So like, I I wouldn't say that so much for me, but okay. yeah, yeah, basically, I, I admit, we, like, we, yeah, we're, we're, we can nitpick, I guess. We, and, like, we know. We know about how some things work, obviously. Whenever, uh, like, something happens, we're like, is that gonna really happen? Is sound yeah. actually gonna travel through space? No. You're like, <laughs> like, but you, yeah. we just accept it because um, that's just it's, it's, pop it's culture. fiction. Yeah. It's fantasy. And as long as, uh, as long as, like, the rules are consistent, so, like, they can make up their own rules, but as long as they stick to these in universe, yeah. like, rules, we're fine with it. Like, yeah. You, you might not be in true in real life. You might not have explosions and like, sound and space. Vibranium like, doesn't exist, right? But we all accept it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, it uh, might it, exist, I, I want to ask you something. Maybe. I don't um, know. Yeah. Well, you can skim over this. You can edit okay, it out okay. if you want, to be honest. But about about the whole vaccine with COVID and how people would talk about a vaccine had been made and stuff. Yeah. Or something about that did you read too much about it or did you just hear some things because i just heard some things uh about the coronavirus vaccine yeah um nah it's just i think they've made a vaccine right it's just yeah. like trials uh, yeah because trials. you don't want to like no, no, give like, it to people we learned this yeah we learned about that, this yeah. biology it's very like, important it like takes yeah. so it takes a lot of testing because if there's like yeah. a harmful side effect and you like give it to everyone in the population that's not very good for the population. Of course, and something like this, something like this isn't just some like normal drug that can be like cheated, cheated yeah. out of its test, right? This is something actually serious, as we all know. But mm. that's just something I wanted to sort of just quickly mention, like how it's gonna take a while. I'd yeah. say, in t- at least in the UK, I've said this to you and some others. The earliest time anything's gonna be sort of lifted or like you know relaxed is probably next spring next spring yeah because yeah. like i think the virus will be more prevalent in the winter because yeah. yeah. to be honest I, i'll say so... this but of course i don't follow things thoroughly right but from from what i've heard and seen like our government did not do this well whatsoever like I, well it, they, getting, they, they yeah. did they didn't do it horribly so we don't have like 300,000 cases, right? Actually, that yeah. might be a lie. Who knows? But 
it's still they they should have taken more precautions. Like New Zealand did amazingly. Like you, New, like, yeah, New Zealand are like we can all we can all absolutely praise the praise New Zealand like so much because. Like I'm pretty sure one of the people in the government even deducted their own pay to help with the country, right? Yeah, that, I mean, New I, I don't know the truth of all this, but like, well. yeah, got, they like, did, and the only and the only no way virus. they got another case was because externals people mm-hmm. from outside people, ca- people came in and brought the virus. To yeah, but, but like, they still yeah. have extremely low cases compared to like we were like we were sitting at a few hundred, right? But then around this fall, this autumn, we kind of spiked into the thousands. We're getting thousands, so, yeah. Yeah, we we could have done thousands, we could have done better as as a country, not even just our government. As a country, we could have done mm. a bit better. You yeah, because on other podcasts, on this other podcast uh, I listened to called Help I'm Stuck, the podcast, he, a guy who's in Bristol, he was talking about how like people in Bristol Square were just in clumps, just in just hanging out. Yeah, like yeah. we had the whole eat out to help out, and it's not the restaurant's fault. Everything spread because I'm pretty sure a lot of restaurants did it well. They did the whole. No, I don't think I don't think going out to eat at a restaurant helped like bring up the cases because that was back in August. No, it was all the streets. It was was all the streets and like maybe universities opening up again because that was back in August. Yeah, it was relatively stable in August, but now in October, like thousands of cases a day. Something happened in between, uh, which it's not the restaurants. False, right? It's not the restaurants' fault. It's it's all the people going to the restaurants. I'd say is more their fault slightly. Not mm. everyone, but the, just because everybody just went out. Oh, Mondays, Fridays, and Thursdays, or whatever, we can go out and get half price. Let's all go. And half it's price all Nando's. Like that. <laughs> Honestly, that yeah. is that every anybody would go for that. But the whole fact is, it, it's just. Just yeah. everybody got a yeah. bit too excited. Yeah, like we were stuck indoors for like ages. Like what do you expect, I guess? Yeah. People wanna go out and that's this is what it's come to. So I, I mean speak for yourself. I'm fine inside. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic. Yeah. I, I do wanna talk anyway. about a bit more about like the coronavirus the I mean vaccines in general. So you know how like it takes yeah. a long time to test to test the vaccine and do yes. these like tests. In Kipo, they literally make the vax, make the cure or the drug, and then they just give it to everyone without like trials and testing. Like uh, you could definitely no, listen, see. Do you think they care? Oh, that's true. Doctor Amelia would not care. But it, what if? Yeah, she doesn't care. It, there was a side effect that w- that was beneficial for like the good guys and bad for Doctor Amelia. They all just became megas. They all yeah, just became I mean, you st- I think it's really important to like test your drugs before you start dishing it out to people. But anyway, no, she did test them though. Oh, yeah. she probably tested them on like the mutes nearby. Oh yeah, she did. She captured some of them. She captured yeah. that that K-pop narwhal, and I, I do want to talk about the songs. You absolutely love. For some <laughs> I love. Reason. I love the K-pop narwhals in the, in the show. So Kipo, the Age of Wonder Beast, oh, is <laughs> the the show Kipo is like. It's really good in terms of the themes and the animation style, but what it really does well is it does the music to like the best of standards. The music is absolutely amazing. Like I can listen to the Kipo soundtrack all day. Yeah, I need to go back to like the season one soundtracks and find that like rap music because like that sort of upbeat hip hop yeah, music yeah. was actually so nice. I'd say season one was like hip hop. 
because I don't know, I don't really know the season two yeah, style, but well, season three know. did have a lot of K-pop in it, and like the whole thing about Keeper, she's like this punk rock kid, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You could definitely Especially see that in the at the in last the, scene. Yeah, <laughs> you in could the see time that. Time skip. But yeah. The the soundtracks in Keeper is the whole thing is like I swear the whole thing that brings people together in Keeper is music, because mm. you know music is the language we all understand. Yeah. Or we can all appreciate. Yeah. Like even even if you don't care for the meanings of a lyric, you can still bob like, your head. I don't it. speak Korean. I don't understand what the lyrics of those K pop songs are. But like I, I dance to them. Like that that, that that's basically every weave as <laughs> well. We don't un- like that that's the one thing that's the whole jokes about what K pop stands and weaves kind of come together in. Not understanding the lyrics we listen to. Yeah. But like <laughs> You do get yeah. like some K-pop stars who would yeah. learn Korean, like my sister, who's she loves K-pop and she's. Like, I mean, I swear, if I could, Korean. if I could understand the the lyrics of the songs I listen to, which are Japanese, I would love it, and that's why I listen to some English covers sometimes. Mm. <laughs> but it like was... only good ones. Not... I'm surprised. I'm surprised they only brought in K-pop for season three because I'm pretty sure like the animation studio who worked on K-pop is based in Korea. I Kipo. think, oh, yeah, Kipo. Really? Who yeah. are they? Um, I just looked at look at it at the credits of the when I'm watching it. I'm pretty sure it's like some uh, Korean studio, and I'm surprised. Oh, ha- have you have you been looking at the have you been looking at the credits because of popcorn coach? You've been looking for that one guy. Nah, nah, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. oh, we could mention that. So apparently, like the Hollywood industry is like so small, um, like. People work on everything. Basically, you can like watch every movie, and you'll see like the same person doing the same job all the time. That's pretty I think cool. We, I, feel, I don't know if we've mentioned this before, but if we have, we're sorry. But it's just something kind of funny about it. Yeah. Oh, I do know one voice actor who's in like everything, and that's D. Bradley Baker, I think. He does he's, all the. He's Perry the Platypus. He does all the animal sounds. He does like the voice of uh, Appa and Momo yeah. in Avatar, and he does like a few oh, yeah. characters in Keeper. Yeah, no, like especially especially like back in the day, the the English voice acting community would have been pretty small as mm. well. Yeah, so this guy does like all the animal sounds. Like literally every show I've seen, he's in it and he's doing like animal sounds. He's even in like the Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I'm pretty sure he voices all the clones. I think really? I think yeah. he's that guy who who voices all yeah, the clones. Yeah, but basically, it's like now nowadays you you see a lot more people voice acting because like because mm. even back in the day, like some like you know teenage boy characters were voiced by uh, women as well because there weren't even that many male people, I suppose, who could do like you know teenage boy voices. Maybe I, and don't know. I guess it's maybe like they didn't. I think maybe it's to do with like they wanted a higher pitch voice. Yes, and they yeah. couldn't like get kids to do it, I guess, because maybe there's it's maybe I'm pretty sure it's like in terms of regulations, it's harder to hire hire child actors uh, compared to like, yeah, other yeah. actors. But basically, the whole point is nowadays there are a lot more people in the voice acting industry, yeah. a lot more people like coming into it, a lot more people maybe coming into it through like Fiverr and YouTube as well, mm. like yeah, building something for themselves. And like technology is getting cheaper, you could like set up your own studio at home. Um, maybe back in the day, it was limited to the people living that, around that, Hollywood. What, yeah, that could, that's what some yeah. companies are doing, right? Like uh, Funimation, the the people who dub a lot of anime, they, a lot of their voice actors are sending in lines from home as mm. well. Yeah. So 
Um, oh, uh, quick, I'm getting a bit quick thing for you. Ben. Yeah, sure. Uh, just quick about the studio who animated Kipo. Yes. Uh, they also animated Cora. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that's in that's cool. Uh, that's cool. they did it for episodes one to twelve, nineteen to twenty. Uh, some of the episodes that is. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. I wanna like go back, back to what we were talking back to about. what we were talking about. We strayed. We were like talking about music, right? Uh, this brings amazing. us on to the song of the week. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome segue. Um, we could even say songs of the week because we can mention songs, some others yeah, as well. We could mention some yeah, others, but yeah. the main one, the, main the one, one we is... both were like, hell yeah, yeah, heroes, <laughs> heroes on fire. So this was like featured in like season one, um, season two, was it? Oh, I think no, I think it was season uh, one. It was like um. In, there was a scene where they found this old karaoke machine, and um, that's where the song was. It's like this. I'll, I'll take a look. I'll take power, oh. like a, a really uplifting, inspirational, like fight song, I guess. Um, called Heroes and Fire, and like, it's, it's just really catchy to sing to. I could sing it right now if I wanted to embarrass myself on this podcast. It but was I won't. season two. It was, was it? season okay. two. It was to catch a death stalker. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, it's, okay. it's a great song. It's got yeah. like something you can sing with your friends and stuff. Yeah. And like, I think this song was all about, like, one of the big things during that season was Wolf being this, like, animal almost. She was like raised by wolves. She was like not very friendly. She was like. But she got betrayed by said wolves. Yep. She was like savage. She had a traumatized childhood and she, you know, this song, like, gave her her humanity, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, before she, as I said, she was like a wolf. And then Kipo came along and was like, come and, come and sing this song with me. <laughs> and this was, like, the first time we saw this character, like, be a bit more human. And be more, like, approachable and friendly. Be a teen. Be, be a normal teenager. Because, like... She was so focused on surviving and fighting, and she never got to like live. Yeah. You know? So that's. Uh, there are some anything? other songs I I yeah. would mention as well. Uh, the main song, uh, "Age of Wonder Be the Age of Wonder Beast," right? Mm-hmm. The the intro Honestly, song. I don't think I'd I don't think I'd ever that noticed that song in season one, right? But at the end of the show, it just was so good. Mm, it was yeah, so good at the end yeah. of the show. The, also, the one sh the one song that I keep nagging Seth about because I couldn't find it, then he found it for me, was one, I think it was The Cure. The Cure, yeah. In the, in the context of when it was playing, it was so sad and so emotional. This was like the Order, it was like Order 66, right? <laughs> it was Order 66. Dr. Amelia and her, and her human friends like stormed the, stormed the mute's um, like base and started yeah. shooting everyone with like tranquilizer darts cure, filled with yeah. The Cure. And it was like Order 66, just shooting everyone and the, the song playing in the background. It was... It, it was such a nice song. And I was like, I need to find this. And then Seth found it for me the other yeah. day. So thank you. So that was a cool song. Um, yeah. I, I really yeah. love it. What I love about shows like Kipo and like, I'm going to say Beyblade, the original Beyblade series, is when the, the, the soundtracks played during an emotional moment they're not just music, right? Because normal instrumental music is great, mm -hmm. but when they're vocal songs, something just feels yeah. different. Yeah, they're, it's just so nice to hear like a vocal song during a really emotional moment and stuff. 
and that doesn't often happen like i yeah. i during emotional like scenes you might have like some cool orchestral or like backing of soundtrack yeah. to go with it it's quite rare to get like vocals it um, is and that, that that's the reason yeah. why i love some of the soundtracks from the original beyblade series because they're not just instrumental songs they're actual songs and it's the same songs that play throughout the series mm. but every time you you hear them during the battles it's so hype mm. as well mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the sort of thing uh so, so yeah do you want to let's you move on to them? like we're gonna quickly mention uh the new raya and the last dragon trailer which released like original film as well. two yes. days ago it's like the first original animated film since moana because before before then like i mean since then we had like frozen oh, right. 2 yeah. and wreck it ralph 2 we had yeah. sequels basically so this is like the first original one since moana and ha- you've seen oh, the I, trailer right the last yep i've seen the trailer it's it's amazing i think like, it, it 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 has the seriousness that it's Disney like, films have. Yeah. It, that that's the thing about Disney. It's made for kids, but you can appreciate the story in it. Now, uh, I saw this like, nowadays. Yeah, I saw this funny comment where it was like, you know, it's a Disney film when the water has budget. <laughs> that like that shot of the, in the trailer where the water was going up the stairs. It looked so real, <laughs> even though it's not real. Like the water. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah, I'm just gonna say like dis the especially like Disney films they can be so serious yet they're so comedic mm. at the same time. They've got funny thing. moments. Especially Raya. I already love like the main duo of Raya being her and her like little armadillo. Yeah, that's it's already so adorable. So I think so the the trailer was like split into two. There was like this first scene of Raya as a like a younger kid, maybe fourteen. Like nin- being a ninja, like climbing on rooftops, and, like it reminded me- reminded me of like Indiana Jones because she was in that like temple, <laughs> yeah, for, like that much, underground thing, much. and um she was fighting this masked dude who looks a lot like uh the blue spirit guy from Avatar. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like it's a big thing. People are comparing Riot to Avatar: The Last Airbender, and they and, get like, lots of Avatar some vibes. People, some people think about Katara when they saw yeah. Young Raya, right? And, but then yeah. a few of you big brain people were like, "No, it's, it's more like it's, Korra." Thing is, like, people kind of get triggered at that because it's based Ooh. on it's based on Asian culture, but like, exactly. they're both I, I think... based on Asian culture. That's why you get similar vibes. So that's I think the reason is defense. I'll say the reason yeah. that just came to mind is the fact that since Avatar, there's not really been a big animated show which has used said culture. Mm. So everybody's like, yeah. "Oh, this was an Avatar. This was an Avatar. It's only been an Avatar. No, it's been in real life." It's it's quite an underrepresented like culture, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's why yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, it's like oh, it's so the thing is people can't think of." They think of ripping off shows instead of taking inspiration from the, from the same source or from the yeah. sh- either from the culture and the same source or from yeah. the show itself. Yeah. It's called taking inspiration. I don't. Not people are saying. I, people are saying. Oh, Disney is copying Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, no, no, they're not. No. Disney are taking inspiration from the same culture that Avatar was based on. Do you know what on, they are? They, they are the pessimists who cannot look on good things. Mm. Yes. There, there is more to life than just animated shows i know wow hypocrite <laughs> the thing is, I'm, I'm glad oh, yeah. actually um that raya is exploring this culture because we never see it's it kind of your culture as well, it is, it's basically my culture 
um, because I'm from the Philippines, and like, it was so cool to see Raya having the two stick weapons, and that's like a traditional Filipino like weapon. Yeah. Those like bamboo stick things. I, that's pretty I, cool. I'm also excited because like, don't normally see that. It's, yeah. it, it, it's a, again, they've gone with the sort of whole thing, uh, seeing the main character grow up from a child, like Frozen did it, mm. um, Moana did it. The, the armadillo this one, guy? This one looks like so the much. coolest one yet, though. Because she seems like she actually has a backstory, like yeah, proper backstory. Yeah. It's not like she was destined to do this. She chased after this. That's so, true. I'm sorry, I'm tripping on my words. But like Moana was sort of destined to do this from a child. Uh, Aunt mm, Elsa yeah. was born Elsa with her powers, but Raya, Raya, this is her dream. She's mm, following yeah. her path. We'll, we'll, we'll see like, where it goes, actually. Yeah, we'll see where yeah. it goes. It looks like it will say, be amazing. The armadillo uh, guy called Tuk Tuk was like really small, <laughs> like fits within your hand at the beginning, and then at the end when they've grown up a bit, maybe this they haven't grown up that much because Raya still looks quite young. Like the armadillo has grown to like the size I, 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 of I'll a, say, a bus. If, if I if I were to guess the time skips, right, I'd say at the start she's around thirteen. Thirteen, right? yeah. And it's been like at least five, five years, years, so she's like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, right. That's like a. But yeah, I I'm gonna love I'm gonna love this is probably going to be I'll say it now this is probably going to be one of the best animal protagonist pairings yet. Yeah. And I, I hope, like, the cinemas and movie theatres, whatever, uh, like, stay open, because this is, like, one of those things you want to go out and see yeah. with friends, I think. But, like, because if there's one thing Disney does well in some films, it's the animal protagonist mm. pairing. Yeah. It's great. But do you want to quickly mention, uh, we'll quickly uh, mention the, uh, our other show? The other show that we, we're going to watch very soon when it comes out next week as a And recording. I also just caught up with it. Yeah, is Mandalorian season two? So Sal, yes. as he said, just recently watched the Mandalorian season one. So thoughts on season one? I guess I did like it. You, you can tell. It. You can tell it's the show with rare. It, it, it's the show that has the overarching story, but the overarching story wasn't important in the first season. Yeah, I mean it was but like now, a build up, I guess. Now we now we're getting into the main story. Yeah, and it's so good because of the fact. That, okay. I've not. I everybody knows this. I've not yet seen the original trilogy. I will get on it soon. Wait, you but still I know haven't seen it. <laughs> look, look. Half terms this week. We got like second, okay. I thought you would have coming. seen it by now, seeing as we you no, got no, Disney I, Plus I was like focused last on, week. I'm, I'm focused on Gravity Force and Mandalorian right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, season the end, the final frame, shot. the final, the final scene, scene shot yeah. of season one really got me proper hyped. It was Moff Gideon like, with the dark saber. Yeah, so you because obviously I've seen the Clone Wars, I've and you've seen, seen Rebels. Rebels, so yeah, you so know, I know what that is. You know, I know yeah. the history behind it. Yeah, so that's what's really got me. To be I, fair, now I feel like watching Rebels and the uh, Clone Wars is a better like um, is better at providing context for the Mandalorian compared yeah. to the original trilogy, like um, because of the Mandalorians. So you don't, you don't hear about, about the Mandalorians much at all in the films. In the movies, like, the only Mandalorian reference you've got is Boba Fett, and he doesn't even, yeah. like, apart from the armor, there's nothing that, yeah, that talks Japan. about Mandalorian Do you culture. know something I'm interested to find? Yeah. I'm excited to see, because we have to keep this week, but it's the fact, of course, we're not going to see Baby Yoda grow up quickly, because he's already 50 years old, yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's still a baby, a baby right? yeah. Wait, but the thing I'm yeah, excited sure. for, sure. right, 
is the fact that they're going to raise Baby Yoda in Mandalorian culture instead of Jedi culture. We'll see, because, like, I think the yeah. premise for season two, and, like, is that uh, Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, was quested to return Baby Yoda to his people, which is either we're, the species... We're finally learning. We're either the species, learning. right, yeah. or, or the Jedi. But there aren't many Jedi left. That's the problem. I'd but say, I think that's going to be the main yeah. storyline for season two, is finding... Uh, the Jedi. Uh, yeah. The thing we've all been excited for for months, and now I can really understand why you would be even more excited, is being Ahsoka and, like... I want to... Yeah. Ahsoka yeah, and Sabine being back would be amazing. Has Sabine been confirmed to be in the show? I don't know. Uh, they've confirmed actors, yeah. but, like... The thing is, this is we're going to end, like, very soon because we're rapidly appro- approaching, yeah, yeah. like, one hour. So we won't really have time for question of the day. I mean, we might do it, but... Um, Sabine, we might start with yeah. it next time since we're sort of recording in the same yeah. time frame. So, so the Mandalorian are keeping all their cards to themselves. They haven't revealed much yeah. in the trailers. They haven't like confirmed any new characters per se. So, like, this is probably a good thing because we're gonna have like some surprises. Like, Baby Yoda was a big surprise. Yeah, we can probably hey, can expect I, more can surprises. Can I just say? Season two. Can I say because. I am a big Rebels boy, because mm-hmm. it's really what got me started, right? Ahsoka makes sense, because she's one of the last Jedis, right? Mm-hmm. Or last four seasons. And Sabine seasons. makes sense, because yeah. she's a Mandalorian by blood. Yeah. She's not dead already, because she's probably not dead, because we saw her alive at, quite... the, at the end of the Empire's War, yeah. right? Yeah. So, a Mandalorian going to a Mandalorian, and a Jedi going to what is literally what her old master, one of her old master species, right? Imagine if that was like Yoda's son or something. I, I swear, like Ahsoka, if Ahsoka shows up, sees Baby Yoda, she's gonna be like, I have way too many questions to ask you right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which the Mandal, to which Din does not know the answers, and that's why he's going yeah. on his quest. But basically sum it up mando season mando season two should not be the end of the mandalorian okay yeah it's definitely not i I think there's going to be season three and maybe season four and hopefully like season five you know yeah what would you think it's going to be great and we're excited for it i think like at least 40 episodes in total would be good so that's like five seasons they they do eight per season i think And, and now we know for sure that we're gonna have less random events happen and more story driven events hopefully yeah hopefully we've got a more coherent story but anyway um question of the day uh how is life since since the last last um last podcast recording you've got like a minute for me it feels quite normal to be honest it doesn't seem different to me okay and for me it's it's glad i'm glad to be back at school and with everyone so yeah Yes, pretty that's, much. That's pretty much. And I hope. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I I hope in the coming term I can have my club back as well. Your Beyblade and anime fandom club. I I'm gonna focus less on Beyblade and more on pop culture stuff actually. But uh, anyway, yes, yes. Take us out. Anyway, us that's out. pretty much all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for listening, and hopefully we'll see you in the next podcast. Um, I pretty much forgot what I'm supposed to be saying. Oh yes, uh, be uh, sure you, yes. you follow us and like subscribe and all that, and be sure to like share this with friends and stuff. And we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>